Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. What's happening, Rush Nation? It is the start of the weekend, and now we can concentrate on those weekend matchups. Week one is here. Let's go and win some ships. All starts this week. And this is the matchup show. If you've tuned in, before you've only just picked us up in the off season or on some of the appearances that the guys and myself have been doing on on other podcasts then welcome this podcast is really just to go through every single matchup talk about the relevant players and about where they kind of sit in the thinking and what to expect uh, off the back of that so i'm going to run through the whole slate of games just to give you a rough idea where where our heads are at, where my head is at with these players and, and give you some actionable insight to, to look at for each single game and matchup. So let's get straight to it. Philadelphia versus Atlanta is the first game on Sunday in the first block. It's indoors, always things to consider. So don't need to worry about weather or anything like that. Let's start with Philly. So Philly here have got Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is someone who is a very interesting candidate he was someone I was very high on in the offseason to begin with. And then just as the season has kind of gone on, just a little bit unsure. There's trade rumors for Deshaun Watson. They've got a lot of first-round capital. I think it's a really sort of big prove-it year for, for Jalen Hurts to see if he's going to be the starter. But I love the fact he can run with the ball. I love the fact he's that dual threat. He's going to put up a ton of rushing yards this year. I have him at QB9 for the week, so well inside that. QB1. I don't think that Atlanta defense is uh, much to be worried about. They haven't really invested in it due to the cap issues. So not someone I'm overly concerned about uh, too much this week. I think that he will do a good job hurts. Then we get into Miles Sanders. Now, Miles Sanders, again, I think was a bit of a buy candidate with where he was going in drafts for fourth round, maybe late third. You're missing out on David Montgomery. He was sort of the next guy up for me as, as someone I wanted. And I think he's well trenched in that RB2 territory this week. Again, as I mentioned, just not a defense I'm too worried about here in Atlanta. I think Miles Sanders, be interesting to see how much usage he gets. A lot of people aren't high on him because he's not overly produced, but the change of coaching staff should help him significantly. There's no more Doug Pedersen. He should get a bit more work, I think, in this offense and think he's someone that I would be looking forward to seeing in a bit more. I'm not overly buying into 
uh, Kenny Gamewell and Boston Scott getting much. I think they'll get some work, but I don't think there's people I would be considering to start this week unless I'm in a super deep league and I need to put Boston Scott in. But, I, you know, you'd have to be pretty desperate to get Scott in your lineup this week. To give you an idea, I have Boston Scott as running back 57 on the week. He's trenched between Salvin Ahmed and Damian Williams and Malcolm Brown and that sort of range. So these guys I'm not expecting to be relevant. Now, let's tackle this wide receiver room. This wide receiver room is interesting, I think is a, a nice way of putting it. And there's three guys here really that's getting a little bit of buzz here. The first is uh, Devonta Smith. He is definitely a start this week. I've got him in wide receiver three range. I've got him at around about 30-31. He's kind of in that range with Michael Pittman, Jr., T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy. They're kind of all in that. So Swell, Odell Beckham Jr., they're all in that sort of space. And I keep sort of tweaking and moving, but that that's the kind of safe wide receiver three range. He could break out. He could make a couple of big plays and do better. Than, than that, for sure, he's got a high ceiling, but I think it's a relatively safe floor. I think you need someone in that wide receiver three flex range, for sure. Jalen Rager is a player I do like a lot. You've got to remember, he was a first-round pick. So he is someone that has a lot of pedigree. I have him as a low-end flex play this week. I'm not overly sure he's going to get a ton of work. I hope he does. I really want him to break out. But he is at sort of a best uh, a flex play this week. And then there's Quez Watkins, who's working out the slot. Do I think Quez Watkins, in the PPR league, he's someone I'd maybe take a punt on as a low-end flex. I don't know how much I would love him to be someone I'd be relying on. He's someone I'd definitely keep an eye on. You know, if he ends up getting 10 targets, he's someone that, becomes an instant sort of consideration for an ad. I'm just not convinced Shane Hurts is going to throw the ball 30, 40 times to them for warrant Quez Watkins getting that many targets. So a lot of people talking about him as, as a buzz. I kind of have him in this sort of wide receiver 60 range. I just don't see it. This is half point PPR. So in PPR, he probably get a slight arrow up, but yeah, he's not someone I'm, I'm too overly concerned about this week or, or desperate to, to play. So just something to consider there. And then you've got the tight end situation of, of Goddard and Ertz. Kind of all expected Ertz to, to go and he hasn't. Now I have Goddard at uh, 10 this week in my rankings. I keep moving him down, unfortunately, just because I think whilst it's a good matchup, I'm not 100% convinced he is the guy who gets all the work. I think this gets shared out significantly so i have him at 10 and i'm comfortable with that i can see a range where he could fall anywhere from 6 to 15 i think he could be anywhere in there and it wouldn't shock me i think he's a fine play he's a safe play it's a set and forget play for sure i've heard at 14 i do think goddard gets a slight bit more work but i'm not overly forgotten i'm not overly sold but one guy is going to massively eat over the other. I think they're going to kind of cannibalize each other, both be relevant starters, but yeah, I'm not someone I'm overly uh, targeting. Although I did have Zach Ertz in the stream and I do have him as someone who I think is more value than what he's worth right now. And he's definitely should be rostered in a lot more leads. Then we have kicker and tight end. I mean, or kicker and DST. So Jake Elliott, I have at 17. The Philly DST, I don't think it's the best option this week if you're relying on them. They could get some turnovers, but I have them at 24 this week. Let's go into Atlanta. I'm going to pick up the pace here a little bit. Um, Matt Ryan is someone who is someone that always seems to get a little bit underrated. I have him at 14 this week, perfectly adequate starter. can see a ceiling where he jumps up a little bit more. So if you're going to play him, I, I can understand that completely. He's not someone I'm absolutely like desperate to, to play. But I understand that if he was sort of your late round guy, yeah, I mean, you play him, he'd be fine. He's not going to let you down too much. Mike Davis, I have sort of right next to Miles Sanders here. So that's safe entrenched uh, RB2 range for sure. And then we have the wide receivers. So Calvin Ridley for me is a top three option this week. Those for the DBs just aren't good. So I think Ridley's going to get a lot of work. I think he's a real, real threat this week to, and if he finishes the wide receiver one on the week, I wouldn't be shocked. I have him at three and uh, he's a must start play. 
The next one is Russell Gage. Now, I think everyone's a little bit too low on Russell Gage, and I've been saying this for a long time. I have him at 36, which is really significantly over consensus, and I think I'm being conservative. I kind of have him there with Cortland Sutton, Corey Davis, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel in that range, and I think I'm probably being a bit conservative, and it wouldn't shock me if I move him up my board even more before the weekend. So I, I like him as a flex player. I think if you've got him, you should be starting him. And I think Zacchaeus is someone who has a bit of interest. I'm not overly wanting to pick him this week. I don't even have him in my top 100, although I probably should, to be honest. I do think he's someone that will uh, get some work. So maybe I'm going to just add him to my top 100 here and probably put him at the low end of that, maybe in a sort of 90 range. I think he's someone who could do some work here, but he's not someone I'm desperate to start at all. And then here comes Kyle Pitts. I have him at five this week. I want to buy into the hype, but I obviously find it difficult. Um, but I have put him at five this week. I do think he can have a good week. But again, his range of outcomes is, is absolutely uh, everything going. So just be a little bit careful. Temper those expectations. I have him at five. I feel quite good about that. Hayden Hurst, yeah, I have him at 25 tight end. So basically a tight end two, bottom end tight end two. Not someone I'm starting unless desperate. And then we've got Ku, Young Ho Ku. I've got him as my third best kicker on the board. So if you've got him, you drafted him to start. So you will be starting him. But I don't have the Falcons. I have them next to the Eagles at 25. They're not at the ST that you would be playing this week. Uh, picking up pace further. So we've got Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Should be windy this game. So it should have a little bit of an impact. So we've got Big Ben. I think I'm over consensus on Ben. Well, maybe not. I have him at 20 this week. I do have him a bit low. I think it's a tough matchup with that Bills defense for sure. But I really do like Najee Harris. I think he's going to get a lot of work here in this team. I've got him at 10. I think that's a bit over consensus. So he's someone I do like to play. I'm not worried about Bellagio Snell this week. And you've got the three wide receivers. You've got Johnson, you've got Claypool, and then you've got Juju. And I think I'd be pretty clear on my feelings on all three players. So I'm going to reiterate them if you've not heard them before. I like Deontay Johnson the best. I know it's a bit of an unpopular opinion. Most people like Claypool because of the talent and the ability. But for me, I really think Johnson's going to get the most work and that's kind of where I want to go with it. I think Claypool could easily be the one. I think he could be the most explosive, but I think Johnson for me just gets a bit more work. So I have him at 19 on the week, so solidly trenched in that wide receiver two range. I have Claypool at 27. So I have him around the bottom end of that QB uh, wide receiver two range. And then I have Juju Smith-Schuster. I have a 39, so at a low end flex play. And that's kind of where I've got all three. Tight end situation here is a mess. If I'm really honest, I wouldn't want to overly start either of these guys. Uh, I have Ebron at 23. I think he gets maybe more work this week, but I expect that to potentially change. I free move at, at 41. So, you know, I'm not overly keen to start either of these guys too much, and I'm not really interested in starting Boswell or the DST here in these matchups, that's for sure. Then we have Buffalo, and I think this is a good Steelers defense. But I do think Buffalo are clicking. I have Allen at three. I do think he can run in some touchdowns here. So I do like Allen this week, but you've drafted him as a must-start, so you will start him no matter what. Then you get the running backs here, and I think I think Moss will get the majority of the work I have in the very low end running back three range, so sort of a flex uh, if you're a bit desperate, but I can understand not starting him. I have Singletree at 48. Again, not overly convinced that he's the guy I'd want to be starting uh, at all. I think Moss will get more work to start with, and I think he will get more and more work as the season goes on. But I worry about Allen garnering those touchdowns and it kind of vulturing them from both these guys. When it'd be more Moss that gets that work. Then we've got the wide receivers. And I think Diggs is a smash play this week. I have him at six and I'm very confident that he will be very, very good this week. So uh, you you must start him. I've Everyone else, I kind of faded. I'm just not sure where Gabe Davis and Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley are all going to get these targets. What's Cole Beasley's relationship with the team with what's going on? I think it's a bit of a muddle. 
I'm going to fade all these guys this week for sure. And I'm fading Knox. Um, and then it comes to the defense and, and the DST. Bass, I think, will do uh, quite well this week. So I have him at seven. And the Bills DST, as someone that I'm a bit lower on the consensus, I have them at 17 this week. So I wouldn't be overly keen to start them. But then I think at that point, it doesn't overly matter too much to you. So that gives you a bit of a view where I am. Then we've got a really interesting matchup. The Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. And to be honest with the Jets, there's not many players here I want to start because I think it's just so ambiguous. You've got new coaching staff, a load of rookies, a load of young players in here. It's just I'm not so sure who is getting what role here. And I think when I've got too many questions, I just don't like it. Um, I have Tevin Coleman getting the the majority, and I say majority, like a slim majority of work. Um, but I have all these guys outside the top 38 running backs. So I'm not starting any of the running backs here unless I am absolutely desperate. I think Carter ascends into the role, but none of these are starters for me. We're still waiting on Jameson Crowder. We think he's probably going to recover from, from COVID. I think the only guy I want to start here, and I think the only jet I'd feel comfortable starting this week is Corey Davis. I have him as a flex play in that range of uh, wide receiver three. I have him at 35. Again, just sort of roundabout where Russell Gage is. So I think he's the only one I want to start this week. I've got Crowder lower only because of this COVID bout. If he beats that, then, and I, it looks like he will, then I'll move him up the board. Elijah Moore as well, I think, is someone who I will move up my board a little bit, but I've got him around about 60 right now, just because I'm not, not sure how much work he's going to get. I don't want to start Tyler Croft. Uh, the kicker, we think it's going to be um, uh, a man, oh, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, it's, his name is Matt. I think it's Alamanda. It's Matt uh, Amendola. Sorry, Matt Amendola, we, I believe, is going to get the starter. He's a punter slash kicker. I think he is going to win the job. I've got him as my last place kicker uh, this week, and I'm not starting the Jets at all. Uh, so really the only jet I'm talking about here is Corey Davis. I think he's the only one I can safely start this week. Zach Wilson as a super flex is fine. And then let's go to Carolina. We've got Sam Darnold in his revenge game against the Jets. I have Darnold that's 18 this week. I think he should be fine. McCaffrey is my top running back off the board. Of course, he's going to be playing. I actually have DJ Moore over Robbie Anderson, but I think both of these are entrenched in solid wide receiver two territory this week. And I'm not, Sure, I'm starting Terrence Marshall Jr. I've got him sort of roundabout with Elijah Moore, so not someone I'd be considering as a starter uh, this week for sure. But keep an eye on him. He could get some work. He could surprise people. But yeah, I've got him around about wide receiver 60-61, so uh, I wouldn't be starting him. I like the Panthers DST this week. I think they are a good play. Uh, I have them at 15. Um and if you took them for their early season schedule, first four games, you should feel comfortable starting them. That's for sure. But yeah, it's going to be, um, they're not going to be a smash play, but I think you can start them and start them comfortably. Minnesota at Carolina. This one's pretty straightforward with Minnesota. They kind of always have a very narrow team here. Cousins is at 17. He's a QB2, uh, solid QB2 range. Dalvin Cook, you're starting. I think I've got him at two, three for the week. I've got Derek Henry above him. Uh, Madison and Ham, you don't need to start. You're starting Jefferson and Phelan. I have them slightly, I wouldn't even say arrow down. I have Justin Jefferson at eight and I have Phelan at 22. So you're definitely starting both of those guys. You don't need to start anyone else. Tyler Conklin gets to start a tight end. I think he's someone that's very interesting. If you shorten tight ends, I would feel comfortable starting him. I don't think he's going to necessarily have the biggest impact we're ever going to see. I've got him at 21, solid tight end two position here. Um, and then you've got Joseph and the Minnesota Vikings DST. They're not overly uh, attractive to me this week. So I'm not overly keen on either option. I've kind of got them in like the 18 to 20. I've got Minnesota defense in 18 range. Joseph is not a kicker. I'd ever really be thinking about starting any point. Then we've got Cinti. This is a tough matchup for Cinti. So with them, uh, Joe Burrow, I have quite low down this week. I'm at 19. I just think this defense is very, very good. I think he's going to struggle 
uh, quite considerably. We've got Joe Mixon in his first game back. I hope he gets some work. I have him at nine this week. I think he's someone who should do reasonably well. And then you've got the wide receivers here, and it's how do you split all three wide receivers. So I have Chase this week at 40. I have Higgins at 30. Higgins is the one I think gets the most work this week. And then I have Boyd at 37. So I have Chase as the lower of the three. I think that's just down to him being a rookie. It's been a bit of a difficult camp for him. So I'm Higgins, Boyd, Chase in that all flex range for me. None of them get an automatic starting spot for me. And I'm not touching the the tight ends, the DST or the kicker here for sure. San Francisco at Detroit. Um, let's start with San Fran. I really genuinely don't know who gets the start here. I've kind of been trying to talk myself into Trey Lance. For my rankings, I've gone with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think I just think they might nod with the experience, but it's it's hard to see where that one goes. Either way, I'm probably not starting either QB this week. You could see flashes of them both. So I'm not overly sold that I want either guy uh, all that much. So I'm probably just going to fade that decision. I do like Mostert against what is arguably the worst running defense in this league. So I have Mostert at 15. I have him as a solid, solid play here. And I think Sermon will get some work. I think he'd be a little bit limited. I have him at 32. Uh, So as a flex play, I think he'd be interesting to see how much work he gets. That's a bit of an unknown quantity. So I'm always a little bit more uh, conservative here than optimistic when it comes to rookies that's typically how i rank if i don't know something i'll always err on the side of caution so then we've got Ayuk. Ayuk, i think is is a smash play this week i have him at 14 i'm well over consensus on him over samuel i have samuel around about that 35 36 range i think that's where i'm i'm kind of at with samuel i think he's someone who is a definite flex and a very interesting starter but i think Ayuk is the guy i'd want and then we've got Kittle. I think Kittle, if if he's healthy and looks like he is a smash player, I have him at two, tight end two this week. So I'm very comfortable starting Kittle this week. I just hope he doesn't get injured for his sake. I've Robbie Gould at four. I just think there's going to be a ton of points here for the 49ers. And I have the 49ers D at two. So all of these are in play. Detroit. I can safely say I don't think I'd start anyone. Uh, maybe Swift. I think Swift is someone who is in startable range. I have him at 25. So yeah, I guess he's a, a running back too. So I think Swift would probably get enough work to warrant that position. Uh, I think that's it. I have Jamal Williams at 36, uh, 35. So maybe he's a flex play. Um, I'm not really starting the tight ends. I think Tyrell Williams could just out of volume get some work, but I have Tyrell Williams quite low. I have him around about the 50, the 50 range. I just think it's going to be quite a difficult watch against the defense. So I just don't want any of them. Uh, yeah. Swift, maybe Jamal Williams as a flex. That's probably the only places I'm going with, with Detroit. Another game with interesting options here is Jacksonville uh, at Houston. Jacksonville, interesting one. I think with Jacksonville, I'm looking at who they to start. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence, if you've drafted him, you're probably starting him unless you took him as sort of a young stud backup. I have him on the fringes of the QB1 conversation this week. I have him at 13. I have James Robinson quite high this week. He's someone I'm definitely interested in. So I have him at eight and think he's good value there. I'm not starting Carlos Hyde. Then we get to the wide receivers. It's an interesting conversation as to where to place all of these guys. So I have Chark. I'm just looking at where I have Chark now. I have Chark at 24. I have Chenault at 42, and I have Jones at 47. So all these guys, I think, are relevant or get work. Chark, for me, is the guy I want in this offense. I think he's going to get the most work. I have him at wide receiver two range. I am very bold on him, and I will preface this. I'm definitely ahead of the curve on on Chark, but that's kind of where I stand. 
but Marvin Jones, Chenault as flex play is absolutely fine. And I'm not touching. I, I, I think the DST is a good play this week. I really do think the DST is a solid play. I think it's sort of that fringes of the, the, I mean, I have them at 10 and I'm well over consensus because I just think this Houston team is pretty awful. And speaking of them, the only player I'm starting for them really simply is, is Brandon Cooks. I, I don't want any part of this offense uh, at all. We don't know if it's going to be Lindsay or Johnson who's going to get the work. So I don't want any part of them. I have Brandon Cooks at 32. That's it. <laughs> so he's a flex play. That's all I want from this team. So, uh, yeah, just just fade all Texans. Seattle at uh, Indianapolis. This is a pretty straightforward one. Wilson, quarterback one. Carson's a quarterback two. And then you've got Metcalf and Lockett. Metcalf's going to be a wide receiver one for me this week. Lockett is a wide receiver two this week. Everett is a sneaky flex play. I think as someone who's interesting, that's all I really want from Seattle, but it's a pretty narrow team. It's pretty easy to work out. And I would say that Indianapolis are the same. Wentz is still technically questionable, but he should go. I don't think I'd start Wentz this week. I think it's just too much with the injury and everything else. I'm just not quite sure where that's going to go, but you're starting Jonathan Taylor. Of course you are. If you've drafted him, I think Jonathan Taylor is a very, very good star against the Seattle defense. So I've got him at six this week and feel very bullish about him. This week, for sure. I think Hines is a safety play. I think you can play Naheem Hines as a flex if you're if you're desperate. I have him at 36. And then Pittman. Pittman's the only wide receiver I want in this offense right now. I think he's going to get a lot of work. I've got him in wide receiver two, wide receiver three range. So I think he's someone that you can definitely uh, start. I've got him at 29. And then I don't really want to touch uh, anyone else here. I, I like Blankenship. I think Blankenship, you can you can play quite comfortably. And, and Jason Myers, actually, both kickers, I think, come into play in this one. They're going to be top 12 kickers this week. Arizona at Tennessee. Let's talk about this one. Kyler Murray, of course, you must start. I think it's easy. Uh, then you've got the running back situation. I think Edmonds gets more work. I think Edmonds is the alpha dog, but I do expect this to be kind of a 1A, 1B. And as a result, I think they cannibalize each other. I think they're both flex plays. Uh, 29 and 34 is where I have them in my rankings at this moment in time. And then you have uh, D-Hop. D-Hop's a must-start for me. D-Hop, I think, will have a good week. I've got him at four. Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk are guys I have further down. They're probably sits for me this week, just given how far they are down. And I don't really want to touch anyone else. Uh, I don't want to touch the uh, DST or kickers or tight ends here. And then Tannehill, I have outside of my top 12. I think he's a solid. Actually, I don't have him at 10. I moved him up. So I think Tannehill's a solid start. You can start him this week. Derek Henry, as I mentioned already, you can have him at two. AJ Brown's a must start. Again, it's a really narrow team. Easy to work out. AJ Brown's at five for me. Julio Jones, if he is not questionable, if he does go, I've got him in solid wide receiver two territory. I've got him at 20. And then Ferkser, I think you can start. I think you can have a nibble and see what, what what he will produce. And I think he could do something half decent, uh, but I don't expect him to have sort of tight end one numbers. And then I just don't want ever, I don't want either of these DSTs. I have them very low down this week. I think this is a high scoring game. Got the charges at Washington, which I think is a sneaky good game this week. I think Herbert, Again, you've drafted him as someone you're going to start. I have him on the fringes of the wide receiver one just because of how good this Washington D is. Eckler, there's still signs he's not he's still like not quite right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens here with Eckler. I have him at 16 currently, but he's one you need to monitor because he might not be a go. And if he's not, then go and get Larry Roundtree because I expect him to pick up that role. So just keep an eye on that one. Keenan Allen, I've been talking about all offseason, I think is an absolute smash play. I think he's narrowed down this week just because of how difficult the matchup is. I have him at 11. Mike Williams, I have not even as a flex. These other guys, Palmer, Guyton, Hill, they're all just going to be deep shots that, you know, they might pull off a 280 in one game. It could happen, but you can't gamble on that happening. You've got Jared Cook. Jared Cook is just every time I, I look at this team, I think, I don't know how involved Jared Cook's going to be. So I have him at tight end 22. He's not someone I'm 
overly keen on this week, and I think it's a difficult matchup for him. So I'm not I'm not loving it, but I do love this DST. I have them at six. I have the Washington DST at four, funny enough. So I think both these DSTs are, are well in play. Fitzpatrick's my stream of the week. I have him at 15. Feel very confident that he will have a decent game and someone that you could feel comfortable starting here. I have Antonio Gibson at 11. I think, again, he's a must-start. He'll be a wide receiver one. J.D. McKissick comes into play here. I think he's someone who could get some action. I've got him on the fringes of the running back three conversations. You could definitely have him as your flex. And then you've got McLaurin. Really, we think Samuel's not going to go. So I'm not counting on Samuel playing. So as a result, it looks like uh, Terry McLaurin's going to get the majority of the work. I have him safely in that wide receiver one conversation at nine. I think Adam Humphries and everyone else I just have as a, a lot lower. I'm just not really buying into anyone else. And then you can start Logan Thomas as well. So now we move on to the 925 games or 425 games from the slate, depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> For some of you, it might be a first thing in the morning. So start with Cleveland. Cleveland versus Kansas City. Cleveland have uh, an interesting roster. I think there's some good players here, but there's not a lot I'd really want to start this week. Baker Mayfield is sort of high mid to high end QB two. Someone starting Superflex, not someone I'm eager to start in uh, one QB leagues. Just think his his ceiling is just very limited, and especially in a matchup like this. Nick Chubb, I'm firmly in the RB one camp this week. I think I've got him at seven. Uh, as it comes to Kareem Hunt, I think he's someone who has potentially his low end RB2. I actually have him just outside RB2, but sort of on the fringes. So I think that's kind of where he's expected to be this week. I just think it'd be a slightly more difficult game for him this week and not completely convinced that the volume will be there. I think Kansas City will have more of the ball. So it'd be difficult for him to garner those those touches. As for the wide receivers here, I have Odell Beckham at wide receiver 28. So just outside the wide receiver two range. I have Jarvis Landry at 43. And I'm not really interested in starting Austin Hooper. He's sort of a low end, tight end two for me this week. I have him at 19. And I don't think this is a good week for the kicker and DST for Cleveland. As for Kansas City, very narrow team here. Patrick Mahomes, I've got to be the quarterback one. This week, very comfortably, be him and Lamar fighting that one out. As for running back here and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I think this is not a bad matchup for him actually at all. I think that he is on the fringes of the RB1 conversation. I have him at 12. Tyreek Hill, well entrenched in the wide receiver one conversation. I have him at two. Then it comes down to Hardman. And do I think Hardman is someone who can be relevant i have him at wide receiver 55 this week i just think it's 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 a bit of a reach i can understand some people probably want to start him in the flex and see what you get i kind of want to have that wait and see before i do anything there kelsey obviously going to be the tight end one in my rankings this week and think he is also due to have a very very good week i've harrison buckcat two as my kicker so he's my kicker overall too as for the defence, not something I'm overly keen on starting. Just think they're going to struggle for for turnovers. But, I mean, it's not the worst start you could you could have for them. I think I've got Kansas City around. I'm just trying to find them now on my rankings around 20. So there are better options uh, for me this week. Moving on to Miami versus New England. This game just doesn't have a lot of fantasy appeal for me at all. I'm starting neither quarterback this week it, it, and this, and then it's just very limited to be starting the running backs. Uh, one wide receiver each, maybe at a push, maybe two with Waddle. Uh, it's just not a lot of options here that I, I really, truly love. So that, let's go down, we'll start with, with Miami. So, I have Miles Gaskin this week at 27. So again, similar to where I have Kareem Hunt, just have him outside of the RB2 range. Just think there's others that will get better opportunity here. And that run defense for New England is, is pretty good. And then when it comes to wide receivers here, I think it's tricky for 
to work out what they're fully going to do. I have Parker at 51. I have Waddle at 44. So, and slightly against consensus, I think Waddle will get more work than, than Parker. I'm not in on Gaziki at all. I've yet to see fantasy relevance from, from Gaziki on a consistent basis. So I have Gaziki at I have Kaziki at 15 and I appreciate I'm lower on him than most. So 14, 15, I'm kind of flip-flop him and Zach Ertz. That's kind of what I'm expecting from, from Kaziki here. But I mean, I could be pleasantly surprised. And then I have Jason Sanders. Uh, I have him at kicker nine. So well within the kicking starting competition i have the dolphins at five this week think they'll do well against this uh, new england offense when it comes to this new england offense the only pieces of this i'm really overly interested in are damian harris and damian harris i have at 23 is just outside the uh, rb2 well just inside the rb2 conversation i think he could climb up from there as well but that's kind of where i have him right now i'm just struggling to get him much higher just based on some of the names there he's sort of around josh jacobs for me uh, and maybe he might go above Jacobs, just given he might have a bit more work there. So that'd be one to to maybe keep an eye on. I have White, even though he's my streamer of the week, uh, at the position where it was him and, and Tyson Williams. Uh, I I think White's role would be there, but I think it's it's quite limited. I have him at forty two, so something to consider. And you know, I think I think he'll get some steady work in the flex, but but no more than that. Then we get to wide receivers. It's a tricky one what they're going to do here. My gut tells me it's going to be Myers that will get the majority of the work, but I have him. I still have him very low. I have him at 52. I appreciate I'm slightly lower than consensus. I just can't see to get him above you know, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, given the injuries that they've got there. Jalen Rager, Marvin Jones, Marquez Calloway, Jalen Waddle. I just struggle to get him up into that, that upper echelon. So he's just someone who's not going to break those barriers. And I have Aguilar at 61. So I just don't think I'm interested on any of them at, at this sort of price. I just think I can understand the merit of maybe starting them if you're a bit thin. Injuries, desperation, see what happens. But yeah, I'm not overly keen. Um, I have Johnny Smith over Hunter Henry this week. I have Johnny Smith at 12. I have Hunter Henry at 17. Both of them are startable plays. I think actually they're probably going to be the bigger driving force of the offense than Myers and, and Aguilar. But they have a, a, a rookie in a kicker called Nordin. And I think he's someone who looks pretty in, pretty accurate, Quinn Nordin. But I have him at 20. He's not someone I'd be starting. Uh, Patriots defense for me this week is uh, not a bad play. It's never really going to be a bad play. Uh, most of the season I have them at 12. Uh, for this week. Green Bay versus New Orleans. Again, another great game. Some really, really good games on the on the schedule uh, this this season, or this week for this season anyway. So Aaron Rodgers, you're starting him. Aaron Jones, well within the RB1 conversation. Uh, Devontae Adams, well within the wide receiver one conversation. So to tell you where I've got uh, all of those players, it's a very narrow team uh, as, as it continues to be. So I have Aaron Rodgers at seven, quarterback seven. I have Aaron Jones at running back five. I have Devontae Adams at wide receiver one. So those guys definitely starting. Uh, I have Robert Tonyan at tight end eight. So again, someone who would easily start Mason Crosby at eight. Kicker eight, that is. And Green Bay Packers at eight. We get a lot of eight. So yeah, I'd, I'd start all of those. I'm not really into starting Randall Cobb this week. I want to see how quickly he's picked up the playbook. I want to see how quickly he's getting on the page. I have him at 77 this week, so uh, he's a non-starter for me. I appreciate that he could go off, but I'm just not comfortable putting him there any higher than that. The James Winston Express rolls into town. I don't like this as a matchup for Winston, so I have him at 23 for the week. And as a result, kind of takes an impact on the rest of the team. The only player on the Saints that I'm interested in starting is Alvin Kamara. I have him at four for this week. 
when it comes to the wide receivers, I have Callaway in the 40s. 45, I have Callaway. Tracon Smith is questionable. Might play, might not. And then you've got Harris, who's well down for me. Um, Harris is down in, he's outside the top 100 for me. He will move into the top 100 if uh, Traquan Smith doesn't play. Uh, and I'm not starting Adam Troutman either. Not even sure who their kicker is. I think I've put someone in who I was guessing is their kicker. In fact, I'm not sure I did. I don't even know who their kicker is this week. How embarrassing is that? Uh, I think their kicker, I don't even know. It's Brett Mayer. Brett Mayer is their kicker this week. So, yeah, how much practice and, and use is he going to have? I think Brett Mayer is someone who I'll be sticking in sort of the bottom five here. Difficult conditions to kick in. So maybe in that 28 to, to 32 range, I think is where I'd be sticking him. Uh, just don't think I'd be expecting a, a lot from him this week. And I won't be starting the Saints defense either against that Packers team. Uh, then we've got Denver versus the Giants. And again, this is just a, a team. I uh, This is a matchup I'm, I'm not going to have too many fantasy players in. I'm not going to be starting either quarterback in a one QB league. Obviously, I'd start them both in a two QB league. Then we get into the running backs here. And where have I got these guys? It's 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 an interesting one. Everyone's sitting there thinking I'm going to... That, that Javante Williams is going to win this job. I was pretty confident he was going to win the job outright. Um, I don't think he has done that at this stage. So I think he's in a bit of a battle here with Melvin Gordon in terms of who's going to be getting the work. Um, I actually have them back-to-back. I have them at 30 and 31. I think they cannibalize each other. I think Vic Fangio is going to try and work out who he wants to use on this roster uh, going forward. Wide receivers here. Um, I'm a bit more bullish here in terms of Judy and Sutton. I have them back-to-back, 33 and 34. So both wide receiver three flex options. You feel pretty comfortable with them. Noah Fant, I have just outside the tight end one conversation. I don't have him just inside that. I have him at 11. So he is at 11. And the Broncos D, I think this is a really good matchup for, for the Broncos D. If you feel like uh, you can pick them up, they are uh, what a DST3 for me. So they're someone that I feel very comfortable in playing this week. I think it's a good matchup. And then when it comes to the Giants, again, I've mentioned Daniel Jones, 2QB league, fine, 1QB league. No, thank you. Um, I'm a little bit down on Saquon. I'm just worried he's not going to get all the work. So I have him at 13. Uh, I think that will limit him a little bit. I think Booker will get some work, not enough to be fantasy relevant. And then you've got these wide receivers here about who is fit and what not. So uh, Golladay. Golladay, I have at 41. Shepard, I have at 54. Slayton, I have even lower than that. I have Slayton at 70. So I have Golladay as a flex at best. Uh, and Shepard as a flex at best in deeper leagues, but I'm not really interested in anyone else here. I'm not interested in Ingram. not interested in Rudolph. not interested in the DST. Uh, I don't think there's anyone here I'm overly bullish on in terms of wanting to play. I mean, yeah, just not not really in on a lot of Giants players, it's going to be all on Saquon and it's going to be all on on maybe Golladay if he can break out from that range. It's not outside the range of outcomes. So we get a Sunday night football. Sunday night football, we have uh, Chicago and the Rams. So start with Chicago. I'm not starting Dalton. I, I, you know, just not, just not a player. I, I feel comfortable starting. I might have him and I think I do have him in a couple of leagues, but it's very, very deep and I just sort of have him on sort of the fringes to have a little bit of depth if something happens. So then it comes down to who I'm starting from the rest of the team here. And it's very, very thin for me. I have David Montgomery, who uh, David Montgomery, I have at 17 at the moment, because I think that Rams defense is very, very good. and think he, he could probably not get off to the best of starts, but, you know, comfortable running back two, easily starting him this week. Alan Robinson, happy to start him every single week. I have Alan Robinson in the at 17 or so, 17 wide receivers. So he sits well entrenched in there. Uh, 
Darnell Mooney is not one I'd probably be starting this week. I have him at 57. Could break out, um, but not one I'm expecting too much from. This uh, tight end situation is just really confusing. I can't believe Jimmy Graham is still there, so I'm staying well away from uh, the rest of this. Uh, the Bears' defense isn't terrible play this week. Uh, I have them at 14, so definitely in the startable range, but uh, there's better options available. And then I've got the Rams, and I think the Rams are someone that are going to be one of the more interesting teams to watch this season. So Matt Stafford, for me, he is quarterback 11 on the week, so well within that that starting range for comfortable starting him. I've got Darrell Henderson at 24, running back 24. I've got him sort of between DeAndre Swift and Damian Harris. I think Bears defense is still pretty good at stopping the run. And I'm not convinced he gets all the exclusive work there, as Sonny Michelle will get some. So running back 24 on the week for me. And then I've got Woods and Cup to consider. So I have Robert Woods uh, at 12 for this week. I have Cooper Cup at 23, both easy startable options in your rosters leagues this week. And then I have Tyler Higby at nine. So again, another easy startable play this week. Matt Gay is at 10 for kickers. So again, you can start Matt Gay comfortably this week. And I have Los Angeles Rams in my favorite DST player of the week. I think they're going to really eat up the Bears. And now we get to Baltimore versus Las Vegas Monday night football. And Wow. I mean, when it comes to Baltimore, they have been absolutely decimated. It's just everything going on here. So Lamar Jackson's my quarterback too on the week. Very comfortable starting him every single week if I've got him. Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams, I actually have a 21 this week. Obviously, the news with Gus Edwards, he has gone down. He's now torn his ACLs. We found out yesterday he's out for the season. They've just signed a load of dudes. They've just signed Levy and Bell. Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray. And one of those guys is going to eat some of the role, but I expect Tyson Williams to carry the role for the season. I think Tyson Williams, you'll be looking at a 60% role, I think, for me going forward, unless he does something to lose the job. I think it's his to lose. So I feel comfortable starting him. He's at 21 this week for me. And then it comes to the receivers. I'm just not touching any of them. Hollywood Brown, maybe he's a flex play at, at best this week. I am at 49, but he's not someone I'm overly interested in, I'm not interested in Watkins. But I am starting Mark Andrews. If I do own him in leagues, which isn't that much because of the strategy I'd play, but he's at four this week. And then Justin Tucker should be in for a very, very good week's work. He is the kicker one on the week. The Baltimore Ravens are the seventh best DST in my rankings for this week. As for Vegas, not starting Derek Carr unless I'm in a league where it rewards high accuracy. And then we've got the, the Jacobs and Drake scenario. So I have Josh Jacobs at 22. I have Drake significantly lower down at 38. So you can start Josh Jacobs. Kenyon Drake is at best a flex play. Oh, just probably going to wait and see what happens to see how big that role is because it is a bit of guesswork right now as to what happens there. I've got Ruggs and Edwards pretty much next to each other in the 50s and the wide receivers. So I have Ruggs over Edwards, 56 for Ruggs, 58 for Edwards. I just don't like these wide receivers now that John Brown has gone. I just think they're all just guys. Um, you know, I just think they're not going to get enough volume. Darren Waller, though, is a huge error up. He is the tight end three for me this week just because that Baltimore defense is very good. Um, most weeks, I think it'd probably have him at two. And then I'm not starting the DST, but Carlson, I mean, it's not the best week to start him. He is kicker 16 in my rankings, but I think he's someone I'm probably not overly confident in starting most weeks. Uh, well, I'm starting most weeks, but not this week. I actually have Raiders last. After Raiders last in DSTs this week, I just don't think they're, they're one of even consider starting at any point this season. So, that will do it. That will get you ready for the weekend. That's the matter of show. That's telling you every one of every player that's significant that you should be considering starting and what I think of them. Uh, please do follow all the content here on the Five Year Rush Network. Uh, lots of videos, lots on uh, on the YouTube channels, lots of uh, different content articles. Under the Radar by Pitsy came out today. You've got um, Rob's Find the Gap. 
you've got a lot of the dynasty workers new you've got idp streamers with mason you've got the idp podcast that dropped today there's so much content that's gone out the guys have done a phenomenal job the newsletter don't forget to sign up for the newsletter we have given away the hickory box uh the winner has got that so congratulations paul uh, enjoy that and that's it i uh, will get a start sits column out at some point in the next 24 hours but i think that will do it for the weekend good luck week one hope you all the very best the rankings pages are now live uh tweet the, the links out to my week one ranks so you can view them all but i've pretty much gone through them all on this podcast but until next week rush nation i've got another brilliant guest don't forget to keep rushing all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.